One Word is a production of BFAC On Air. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first podcast. This is One Word. And there are four of us here. You all did that great. One word. Surrounded by three wonderful co-hosts here with me. Um, uh, Right across from me over here, we have... Hi, my name is Jennifer Carpenter. But we call her Jenna. You'll you'll hear in the episode coming up that I constantly call her Jenna. That's because I knew her before she was known as Jennifer Carpenter. I know. It's a thing. People get mad. They're like, wait, I thought your name was Jen. Wait, I thought your name was Jennifer. Yeah, I, wait, I've you, referred Jenna? to you multiple times as Jenna places, and they're like, I don't know that person. And then finally someone goes, wait, do you mean Jennifer Carpenter? <laughs> no. I said, yeah, that that's precisely the same person. <laughs> precisely. Precisely. And right next to me, we have... Zoe Weeks. Hello. Ooh, hello, ooh. everybody. And across from me on the other side... Chloe Nelson. Chloe Nelson. Hello. So this podcast is one word, one month at a time. We will we'll take one word and we're going to break it down for you, analyze that word, maybe make you think of that word slightly differently. I don't know, those of you who know my best friend Bertolt Brecht, if you know that <laughs> this is kind oh of uh, an alienation effect of that, take a simple word and break it down in such a way that it makes you rethink the meaning or the concept of that idea or word. We're going to take that word and make you think you don't know what that word means anymore by the end of it. And you might even think um, those four people don't know what that word means. <laughs> it's like it's also very possible. <laughs> like when you repeat a word so much, the meaning is gone. Yes, uh, like when you report Yeah. That's okay. Uh, so in the coming episode, I think it's there's a lot of interesting stories. And, and our first word is strength. Uh, this, this next episode's all about strength. And I think there were a lot of personal stories and stories we knew um, from what strength is or, or, or what is perceived at or the history of what it was. And I found it very interesting how they kind of all had a similar tone to them. We can see strength uh, as the definition tells us to, the number one definition. You know how I love it. Oh, he boy. Loves, he loves the, de- he just loves the number one. It's <laughs> <laughs> his favorite. I mean, it's not my favorite. No. <laughs> so we can, you're gonna, they're going to be listening to it, and that, now they're going to hear the first definition, and they're going to think, oh, that's what go, oh, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> But I, I, we, can, we can look at it the way the definitions tell us, or we can define our own strength, and we could bring our own strength to the to the world we live in. So that's that's a little bit about what uh, did you want to say something? No, no, no I, sorry. I, I continually ask her if she wants to say something. It's <laughs> very is, hard. This is the that's actually the theme, not strength. That is the, actually the theme. <laughs> it's, it's a hidden be, podcast. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just I, I just don't want to squelch anyone else's strength. Uh, no, so I love listening to you talk, squelch. Dominic. <laughs> um, so. So we hope you enjoy our inaugural podcast, and we hope you'll tune in for more. Uh, at the end of the podcast, we tell you what our next word is. So without further ado, I say we we drop in our, our inaugural podcast. I just have one word for you. Strength. So the Merriam-Webster definition of um, strength 
is, uh, so we'll only go with the top three uh, of this, and I've got two different uh, definitions. One, uh, from Merriam-Webster, the quality or state of being strong. Two, power to resist force. Three, power of resisting attack. And then uh, dictionary.com, the quality or state of being strong, bodily or muscular power. Number two is mental power, force, or vigor. Number three is moral power, firmness, or courage. I find it interesting with dictionary.com that the number one is bodily muscular, and it is more important. They named it number one because it's more important than mental power or moral power. What do we think of that? Well, I don't know if they necessarily put it as number one because it is the most important. I well, think when people it could be more <laughs> like also, widely and colloquially known. When exactly. Strength, like when you think of strength, the first thing that I think of at right. least is like big muscles and racks and right. like yeah. here muscles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like these giant muscles we all have. <laughs> that we all have. Right yes. I do not have. Podcast. They couldn't see us. Oh, we right. could have arms. so many muscles. <laughs> No, I, I think that, like, it, I wouldn't necessarily classify as physical strength more important than mental strength, but also I think it is a important factor in the word strength. Because it'd be silly of us to sit here and be like, physical strength is not important. Mental strength, it's all about how we overcome our battles in our brain. But also, like, physical strength is something that, you know, is important and we should talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a story, okay? I love stories. Okay. Story it's story time now, boys and girls. <laughs> oh story time with Dominic. Um, so when I was little, I was a very young, 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 young person um, going into first grade. And what is more exciting when you're going into first grade when you get to eat lunch at school and you go to pick out your very first Lunchbox. Exciting. And we go down the lunchbox aisle, and there's so many lunchboxes. This little short Dominic looking up at this aisle, and it was beaming in gold and sparkles, I'm sure. Like, ding, ding. <laughs> and I could pick any lunchbox I wanted, my mom said. Any one I wanted. So I went directly to the one that called my name. It was a, yes, <laughs> I see you, and you are a valid lunchbox to me. <laughs> I walked up to it, and I grabbed it, and I wanted this lunchbox. And my mother looked down at me. She said, oh, honey, you can't have that lunchbox. That's a purple lunchbox. People will make fun of you. Shame. Oh. I didn't know people would make fun of you for having a lunchbox that was something you liked. But I guess I'm glad I learned that. So we put the lunchbox down, and I got some. Uh, yeah, bye. See you later, maybe. Um, so I bought a different lunchbox. Something obviously much less memorable because I have no clue what the lunchbox was. I was going to ask if you know what it was. You're I like, hate I to disappoint you. Probably Teenage Mutant um, Ninja Turtles. Right? I was going to say something gray, maybe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gray's good. <laughs> <laughs> no one makes fun of you for a gray lunchbox, kid. Sad. Now I only have a, the joy for grayscale colors. <laughs> uh, 
Yes. Uh, so it, it just it's very interesting looking back at my uh, you know five year old self at the time getting ready to go into first grade, and thinking about the choices that we make or don't make, and how much strength can be in a choice, how much perhaps being who we are is a strength. But then you look back at definitions, and right there, number one definition on dictionary.com is bodily or muscular power. It's strength. Where do we think this comes from? Where does where does strength being a, a powerful physical thing, where does it stem from? Where does it root from? Well, I think, I mean, historically and colloquially, people tend to assume strength with men and manliness, hence the story of young little Dominic not being able to get yeah, a purple and not lunchbox. Purple, not purple. There are colors that are appropriate for boys right. and colors that like are appropriate. Gray. Like gray. Like gray. <laughs> Like gray. If like we gray. learn anything from this, it's that men should have gray things. Right. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Not for men. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. So, I mean, uh, are there other things that are historically, you know, uh, to a man or a woman? Well, I mean, there's always the classic, like, blue is for boys and pink is for girls binary. But fun fact, guess yes. what? Tell me. That wasn't always the case. No? And I have done some convenient research here <laughs> <laughs> about how, in fact, colors used to be switched. So I'll, I'll give you the full history. So for the longest time, children did not wear any color clothing. It was always just white because that was easiest to bleach. And children were not really, like visibly identifiable on your first look as to what gender they were. It was just kind of, oh, there's a child. Yeah. Cool. This is Another true. Another human. Another human. Have wow. you ever seen, like, you know how, um, like, the prince and princess, like, they'll dress, you know, they'll come out with their kid, oh, and they're yeah. just dressed in, like, that Absolutely, white look. Right. we know. Yeah, we have. Right. We see the prince and princess always. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Listen, I don't know about you, but I look at the prince and princess a lot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they'll show them, and it's like, why are they wearing that? But it was a traditional, like, outfit for from, I don't know, years past. Yeah. But it does. You wouldn't be able to tell their gender. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep it's going. Okay. That's it interesting. It was a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> Um, And so it wasn't until like the mid-19th century when children's clothes were really given any color at all. And they would be just general like pastels, like pink or green or blue or yellow or whatever. Um, and then around World War One, there was sort of beginning to be an association with color to gender, um, but it was switched because I have a little quote here from a 1918 article in like an infant's department store thing. And the generally, here's the quote, the generally accepted rule is pink for the boys and blue for the girls. The reason is that pink being a more decided and strong color, strong, is more suitable for the boy, which while blue, which is more delicate and dainty, is prettier for the girl. Intriguing. Hmm. I know. Interesting, isn't it? But that wasn't really solidified. Like pink could still be for just like blue-eyed babies or like whatever. It was associated to other different things. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Uh, That they describe pink as a strong color choice for boys. Because, uh, you know, going back, not to go belabor about myself, but the story (laughs) I just told, that color choice, had I chosen that, that would have been a very strong choice to walk into the crowded lunchroom with Mm -hmm. in first grade in 1986. Right. Well, right? purple purple is still is but has always been like associated with royalty because like right. when you did go back and like dye the fabrics, was the purple was always dye. the most expensive to buy. Expensive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This actually was why Dominic was going for it. Cuz Dominic because is royalty. Royal royalty. Right, of course. And Dominic is the prince and the <laughs> princess. The prince and the princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> rolled into one. Yes. <laughs> in the 40s was when the color binary that we know was really established because it was based on adults' preferences. Like they mm. would find that women, adult women in the 40s preferred pink and adult men in the 40s preferred blue. And then they would just dress their children like their parents. Um, and then I, I have written down in my notes, baby boomers fault. Because that was hardened and solidified into what we know as, like, common and just accepted in general. But your generation just likes to blame the baby boomers on right. everything. So. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. We love you, baby boomers. Oh, yes. And we think you're very strong, That's too. true. This, this brings up then – so you talked about going through the generations and how, how that um, – how it changed and how it altered. So how then do we identify strength? differently throughout those same time periods is there is what becomes strong is is was it always physical strength or mm. at some other point was it something so the the blue and pink were different they were swapped right did we ever identify strength differently in history or in the past yeah yeah so mostly so i have also done some convenient, convenient research oh, i'm very proud of convenience <laughs> Um, so throughout most of history, when the word strength was brought up, it was associated with physical strength. Because of the dictionary.com definition. <laughs> exactly. <because laughs> dictionary.com has always it's been, been around. It's been around forever. <laughs> no, like strength. So when someone was said like when someone said strong or strength or that would usually be associated with muscular and then bodybuilder. And that whole thing was very, very prominent um for a really long time so something interesting i um wouldn't call myself the best hairstylist but i'm pretty good at hair not true <laughs> i mean and you're great at hair i said that at a bad time it's okay that's okay <laughs> you're a great hairstylist <laughs> i can't believe you would no! say that this huh? is getting intense we used to want to open a hair salon together we did me we and did. chloe used to oh. want to open a hair salon chloe and zoe's hair salon yes um so uh, a couple years ago like the year right before covid hit i did hair for a bodybuilder competition um it was me and then my friend sophia and we I mean, that was it. We styled hair for women's bodybuilders. And there was obviously women and men, but men usually didn't get their hair curled or braided or updo or et cetera. And we, because the women were in the chair for a long time, we talked to them about what this process was like of them having to train their bodies mm. to get that intense definition. And a lot of the women... And even some of the men that I talked to, like just passing by, would be like, it was an insane amount of mental stability and discipline to keep myself on that track to have this physique. And I thought that was really interesting because back when bodybuilder competitions were first, like, established, mm -hmm. they were not, like, a physical, like, they weren't, people didn't go to those to see the bodies, which that is what it is now. Like people will go to bodybuilder competitions and have a competition of who has the bigger muscles before though. It, it was, would be me. Oh, course. obviously it would definitely be Dominic. <laughs> no, like they would go to bodybuilder competitions to see who had the most strength. And it would almost be, it was very similar to like a circus where there was like very strong muscular men at the time. There were not many women bodybuilders who would go and lift cars and big metal poles. And it would just be like, that's what it was associated with but now because of you know just 
the life and like environment that we live in, it has transformed into now being more of a physical thing. Well, isn't everything very physically focused? (laughs) Yes, exactly. And it's, it's, it was really difficult for a lot of the women that I styled to keep themselves on this track because they had to watch everything they ate and they had to stick to the strict gym schedule. And a lot of them like were suffering really bad from depression for like not allowing themselves to do what they wanted naturally and fight against those instincts to have that physical definition in their bodies that would allow them to win a prize. I, I find it interesting too because I, I I wonder if there were other ways that it was difficult too um, because is it – and I'm not a woman, so I don't know this answer, right? But does society say it's okay for a woman to be as strong as a man physically? No. no, not <laughs> really. And when, and when I use the word strong, I'm using the dictionary.com, uh, dictionary.com definition. Is it okay for them to be physically strong? Is it okay for them to right. do that kind of thing? And if not, what does that feel like? An interesting thing that just came to mind. I mean, it, I'm a, a bit of a Marvel fan myself. Mm-hmm. So an interesting, like, you can see through comics, through the comics with, like, Peggy Carter and um, Natasha Romanoff and even in like DC comics, you see it with um, Wonder Woman, they're a lot more muscular and strong in the comics. And then in the movies, they tend to be this delicate, like lady, because I mean, movies are a much wider audience. They're a lot more of the population is seeing them. And so they want to be presented with a feminine, like weak looking lady who can still get the job done. Interesting. I, so I see myself as like, I love doing things physically. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And like, I, would be the first one if you need something heavy moved if you need like any any things that you can like do with your body I'm like boom let me in there let me do it I got this um and I am often like there's a lot of men in my family there's like different groups I'm in uh there's a lot of men and so there was this one instance where um it was a small group and I got there um early and Everybody else who was there early was happened to be a guy. And they were like, oh, well, we got here early because we're going to help move, mm-hmm. you know, this piano. I was like, oh, sweet. Let's do it. They're like, no, no, no. Yeah, we got it. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I am the Jennifer I can, Carpenter. like, I will help move this piano. And I was like, honestly, I probably don't even need you guys. And they were like... <laughs> And so like because it's on wheels. <laughs> well, so then and they they were like, you know, they were insistent for a while. They were like, no, we got it. Like, we don't want you to hurt yourself and all this oh, stuff. And that yeah. just right, like I'm also a very stubborn person. Yeah. Um, and so I was like determined at this point. I was like, I am moving this piano. And so then finally, like the head guy who was there, he was like, okay, like you can help us. So I'm there and I'm like, move, I'm at this part, like not just like touching like the end, you know, and like moving it, like, yeah, look, I help. But like actually like lifting stuff up. And he at the end was like, you were right. Like you could yeah. do this. I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> so what, what is. Uh, that's great. It's wonderful. I, I believe you can do it. What's the bigger strength, though? Is the bigger strength the fact that you were able to physically do it? Or is the bigger strength the fact that you were able to persevere and advocate for right. yourself I think to have the opportunity? To have the opportunity to, to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, to to just, like, not accept that uh, what people see or say about me. Like, to yeah. be able to push past that 
and they like, no, I like I can do this. And that's interesting that you say that because for the longest time too, I was somebody I was a very shy, quiet child. And most people who know me right now probably wouldn't believe that. <laughs> I'm still very shy. And most people don't believe that about yeah, me right? either. I'm yeah. shy. terrified of most things. Like I'm so introverted and terrified of mm-hmm. so many things. And so to like to put myself out there to say something or do anything like takes so much. Like I feel like people just don't. Do you get like exhausted after putting yourself out yes. there like that? And yes. I need to go recharge. It's like I'm a like, performance and you're like. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually, um, so you were saying the definitions earlier, mm-hmm. right? And you were, I know number one was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was another one you said that was similar to one that I had read. And it said something like uh, the capacity to withstand great force or pressure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, this is the definition of strength that I want to use. Because you can look at it in like so many different capacities. Right. You can look at it physically of like, I am pushing uh-huh. past this barrier that's larger than me. You can look at it uh, mentally. I'm pushing past this barrier that feels larger than me. Um, socially, I'm pushing past this barrier that people said I shouldn't even think about or yeah. be near. So I, yeah, when you were talking about definitions, that one, I was like, oh my gosh, forget that first one. This is the one I'm focusing <laughs> on. <laughs> Yeah, I so I, I, I like the the pressure. Can you read that again? It's Yeah, it's, the capacity to withstand great force or pressure. See, that is exactly all of those things. Uh, I have a I love this quote. I absolutely love it. The world breaks everyone and afterward some are strong at the broken places. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks so much to how strengths can be related to what others might consider failures and our ability mm-hmm. to advocate for ourselves, to bounce back from it. You know, people started, there's actually studies about strength now too. Studies about what is strength and how to measure it. There are different categories, which include the brain, um, courage, our ability to uh, appreciate beauty. Uh, Ooh, these are all oh, different. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's that's cool. These are all ways that people can exhibit strength. Um, and I think that strength has, sure, it, it might be about you, but I don't know that it's entirely about you. Strength is how you might act or the marriage between you and your surroundings or your situations and the type of behavior you bring to potentially adverse things or the your ability to say this is who I am and I'm okay with this no matter what the rest of the world is saying to Can us. Can I tell you a story? Oh, I love oh, stories. Please do. Yes, please. It's Jenna story it's time. It's Jenna story, story time. Uh, that was beautiful. That was amazing. Um, We're a great okay. duo. This is a slightly ridiculous story. So I love Dungeons and Dragons uh-huh. very much. And um, I like was so nervous to play so many times. But friends of mine were like, hey, let's play. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Well, I decided, because I lived far away from everybody, 
that I was going to go to this comic book store where people were playing. And they're like, anybody can come. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I can do this. I love D&D. These are my people. (laughs) And I like prepared. I was like, okay, this day I'm going to go. I'm going to walk in that store. I'm going to be like, I'm Jenna. I play D&D. And on that day, (laughs) I drove to the store. And I was like, well, I need to like see who's inside. So I just drove around the store. And I looked inside and I saw people. And then I drove around again. Mm. And then I drove around again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... Drove around approximately 15 times before I finally, like, pulled into a spot that was, like, right in front of the store so then I could, like, see inside. And then I, like, panicked, (laughs) freaked out, started, like, crying in the car. It was like, you can do this. You can go in this store. You can play this game. Like, I I was so close to just driving back home. But eventually, and I don't know what finally, like, triggered something in me, I went inside and like had the most fun time and like four weeks after that was going and like got some really great new friends and like had this experience that I absolutely love doing but I like on any given day I might not have gone in I might have gone home and then just like beating myself up for like not feeling like I could do it mm-hmm. and so like being able to go in was such a huge thing for me that other people probably had no idea they were probably like oh look at this girl like she yeah, she wants to come play D and D, but they have no idea like <laughs> how much you went through just how to many, get into right, the store. You're diligent to get into I, that store. I think internal is strength one of the words for oh. strength. Wow. Mm-hmm. Keep going. I think internal strength like that sometimes goes unnoticed because especially when like you do something that you're so proud of and you're so proud of yourself for getting over that hurdle. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you don't tell anybody about it because either one, you want to keep it to yourself because you're so proud of it and it's such a special personal moment, or two, it seems like it wouldn't be that impressive and people wouldn't be as proud of it as you are as of yourself like there are little moments I have where it's just like I'm so proud of myself for like accomplishing something emotionally or like like I won a Kahoot today in physics and I was like wow that's so exciting but like I'm not gonna brag about it or talk about it to anybody else because it doesn't seem like that big of a thing and so I think little hurdles like that sometimes go unnoticed yeah yeah Yeah. I but I think they each one of those little hurdles adds up to the strength of who we are Absolutely. if we let it. At the same time, however, the, the, dismiss, uh, the d- dismissiveness or the belittling, I think, from our environment, <laughs> right? Belittling is I, my it's, favorite It is word. my favorite. I love that <laughs> word so much, right? But the, the dismissiveness or the belittling from others in our world about those little hurdles we do can sometimes eat away at our strength, oh, yeah. right? It's a, a balance mm-hmm. between being mentally strong, emotionally strong, physically strong in the face of what our world is giving to us. Mm-hmm. I have another great quote for you guys. Um, no, I don't. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, here it is. Okay. It's by uh, Ukrainian-American uh, artist uh, Louise Nevelson. True strength is delicate. What I love about that is it uses these two opposite things. You you don't think strength and delicate as being equivalent to one another. If we kind of saw the world through that sense, strength and delicate, 
we would have more appreciation for everyone's journey to strength, to, to becoming strong individuals, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Strength. Do you still think bodily or muscular power? <laughs> hmm? Yeah. It still counts. Dominic doesn't really important. like that first. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a fan. In case you did not know. Here's some words that people refer to as, uh, Here's some as strength. They're just random words. Just words. Flexible, efficient, empathetic, forthright, helpful, well-rounded, resourceful, passionate, sincere, organized, painstaking. That's an interesting one. Isn't that? Yeah. Humble, adaptive, that's that's what strength is. Interesting. I also think everybody has their own set of words that they associate to strength. I agree. I was just going to ask, what do you think you're, like, what's something that you feel like is a strength of yours? That's a really good question. That's a very good question. Um, Are we just talking about, like, personality or like just something we do that we're like yeah like i'm good at that i don't think we need to place a yeah. label on yeah. that yeah. Whatever, whatever it means whatever you, you think is yep your strength what's your strong word zo oh oh one word one word one word one word, one word. One word. One word. Oh one word. no i think one of my strengths is adapting because i feel like i uh, well, personally, in my experience, um, I, my family has moved uh, an upwards of 20 some times. And in like for me personally, like I've always been able to adapt really quickly. And I'm currently like just settling down from another move. And it's just I mean, life goes on. And I think that something that I'm like something that's my strength is just being able to be OK while everything else is shifting. You're yeah. very resilient. Yes. That's true. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 and I think a lot of what you just described has more of uh, an emotional toll on a body, on a person, than than anyone might know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it's Dominic? no different than those bodybuilders having the strength to get up and do that routine over yeah. and over again, the ability to get up and go at those moves over and over again mm-hmm. exhibits strength. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, someone asked me to talk about me, so I'll, I guess I'll talk <laughs> I said, about what about you, myself. Dominic? What's your strong yeah. word? Um, I think guidance. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> I, I, think, label now. I think uh, a strength is, is my ability to guide and lead uh, and inspire. Uh, now I've just taken up like half the dictionary. Right <laughs> one word, and I've given you three. But yeah, that's that's where I find my strength um, as beneficial to the world, I guess. Definitely, Chloe. Me. <laughs> <laughs> my, I think. Okay, this is my thought. I think that my word is resiliency. Okay. I think elaborate. I'm a very. What? Sorry. Did you say I'm right? Elaborate. No, I said elaborate. Oh, elaborate. Right. <laughs> she's, she's right, too. You Obviously. Right. Okay. I was going to elaborate. I'm getting there. <laughs> um, I think that 
no matter kind of what's going on in my life, I think I'm very good at bouncing back and still being able to be there for my friends or still being able to get things done. I think I'm very good at just being able to be resilient. And um, what's that word? It starts with an A. It's something like resilient. I don't remember the word. That's okay. A resilient. A That's resilient. not a word. <laughs> it is being it's resilient with an A. <laughs> yeah. Always well, resilient. Always, always resilient. resilient. But yeah, I think I'm just good at uh, bouncing back yeah oh that's great that's good all right it's your turn um oh my gosh why did i get so nervous <laughs> <laughs> we're all looking at you i know um i think my word i was between two i was between um kindness and helpful mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i think that i am really good at helping i don't always see myself as like a leader or like being necessarily like strong at, <laughs> at being decisive or things like that but I can help out and I can be there um, I'm good at being there for people and I enjoy being there for people in whatever their needs are and I think um, kindness too I think that like I don't know being that face or being somebody who other people can just feel like hey I can be around this person and not feel like there's negativity going on um, is important because I, I think that's something that I really needed a lot when I was younger. And so I want to be that for other people. And so I think that's maybe one of my strengths. That's, Absolutely. That's great. Did you want to say something? Oh, no. Oh, no. Great. So I have another quote from you for you. Perfect. Okay. So this is by Max Lerner. The turning point in the process of growing up is when you discover the core of strength within you that survives all hurt. So mm. I, right? <laughs> I have told that lunchbox story to so many people probably over the years. When I was in college, it was the topic for a woman's study paper that I wrote. Nice. Whoa. I got an A. <laughs> I was going to ask. Nice to ask. Um, I have told it over and over again. Uh, probably to uh, ad nauseum to, to to some people, and my family's probably listening to this like, oh gosh, he's going to Well, I recently turned 40. Hey. I don't know if you know. I don't look a day Happy over birthday. 21. I know. Well, on my 40th birthday, um, my wife had a, a wonderful uh, event for me. And some people came over and surprised me, and uh, Three gifts that I received, three of them, from three different people, all purple lunchbox. Nice. That's so sweet. And there's a difference, though. Uh, there's multiple differences. There's a difference in the world, and there's a difference in me, right? But the difference is I will carry that purple lunchbox today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All three at the same time. All three at the same time. <laughs> making two different statements. Yes. Whether, uh, and, and I think that, that goes to all of uh, us, right? Whether it's circling Dungeons and Dragons or it's, it, it's those in the bodybuilding, right? Whatever it is, that if we're able to grow through that point of any kind of hurt and you grow towards strength, what you can bring at that point to the world, that's strength. Whatever level of that is for each one of us. I think strength 
at its core is kindly, genuinely, and empathetically being who you are in the face of what the world is or what the world is giving you. That's strength. That's being good. truthful yeah. is strength in a time when lies prevail. Being kind is strength in a time when judging is amok. That's what strength is. And I think we just all bring it to the world. And the world's a better place. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, folks, that was our first uh, podcast coming Yay! at you. Oh, I'm so glad everyone joined us today. Yes. You can look forward to our next podcast coming up at the end of October. Our one word for that episode is haunted. haunted. Uh, so thank you again for joining us. I'd like to thank my co-hosts who are here with me. Jenna Carpenter. Hello. Yes. Goodbye. goodbye. <laughs> Zoe goodbye. Weeks. Also goodbye. Also goodbye. <laughs> Chloe Nelson. And, uh, adieu. And I am Dominic Catero, and we look forward to seeing you. Uh, well, we're not going to see you. Uh, but you'll hear us. Podcasts <laughs> work, but you'll hear us. We look forward to you hearing us again later. One Word is a production of BFAC On Air.